welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Um, tonight is a dark and stormy night, at least for Morg. Uh, <laughs> in uh, October, I think this will be the last time we record in October. It'll be November the next time we record, so happy Halloween, I guess? I don't know. I'm not a big Halloween fan like everyone else seems to be. Like you can help me celebrate Halloween my birthday! <laughs> We, so we have a spooky... No, we don't. Um, spooky. This is Fortuan. <laughs> talking to you guys uh, with co-host Haru. How you doing? Oh, I'm just working my way towards that Black Veil of Olazak. Uh, just just turning into <laughs> one. Mold growing over my skin and covering up my face. And I go, oh my god, I gotta get out! Uh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the fungus dragon. Oh my god, we all love him. Valhalla and uh, and co-host Morg Daddy, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. And uh, for those of you who do, uh, don't celebrate Halloween, um, you can uh, celebrate my birthday with me, which is a day before Halloween. Yay! So uh, I'm just hey. gonna let you guys know that uh, if you want to send presents, uh, you send it to P.O. Box eight seven two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. Don't send me anything. I don't want anything. Funny story. Between now and your birthday, I won't say the exact days, both of my daughter's birthdays, uh, a day apart. So, Oh, wow. Yay. Um, they're going to be goth and love Halloween, and I don't know how to handle that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we have a uh, little bit of lighter on the news uh, for us today. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, Persona 5 Scramble. Um, the uh, The... Uh, uh, Hyrule Warriors style game because I don't was it just Warriors or the Masuo Musa, whatever yeah, yeah Muso uh, style game we're gonna talk about my um, Modern Warfare launch event story um, some of the uh, Iceborne stuff uh, coming up and uh, Runer Negragante and what we've been playing so um, Thank you, Wolfie, for the music, and let's talk about Perfo- Persona 5 Scramble. Um, I'm a big fan of Musou games. I've loved all of the, uh, uh, I can't even think of the name of them, but the uh, Warriors games. Um, I played them like on the PS2 back in the day. Uh, I love them. I'm not good at them, but I love them. I love Hyrule Warriors, but I have never given a crap about Persona. So tell me, Haru, why is this exciting? So a new tra- the second trailer for Persona 5 Scramble came out. And, if, and you'll mm-hmm. remember we talked about, or just have, haven't heard this, uh, there was this domain registered by Atlas called P5S, and everyone assumed Persona 5 Switch, like it was a port. And it was for Switch. Oh uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> but talk it was about not that, yeah. Persona Five. It was uh, this Muso spin-off game that everyone immediately. The trailer was terrible. The first one. Uh, it was just like in this generic sort of Tokyo environment, and you're just beating dudes up, and it did not look tremendously impressive as as a game. Um, yeah. Mind you, this is a cross-platform game. I think it's on a PlayStation and Switch, but. Okay. The new trailer came out, and it's looking a lot more ambitious. They showed a lot of environments uh, of both dungeons and sort of almost more uh, areas of Tokyo and the city that you can explore um, than, than okay. you can in actual pro- the proper of Persona 5. Um, so just a couple of basic things. Uh, we learned this is set during a summer vacation, a year and a half after the main game of Persona 5. 
we saw a lot of sort of okay. dialogue windows and sort of like the events you, you saw in Persona 5. Um, and it, seem, it seems all the fan of the Avis are back, and they're also adding a new character who looks very, very anime, um, very uh, so, space child So uh, we get to see the continuation of the stories of the lovely Joe, Jimmy, Betty, and Jane, right? I don't know any of these people. Uh, the classic yeah. JJB and J. Jujabuja. <laughs> Joker, <laughs> Ryuji, and uh, On, if you will, um, and the rest oh, of them. Oh, by by the way, just a quick note: I got to see the whole movie of Joker now. Yay! That is excellent. It's good. Not not in any uh, way related. <laughs> not controversial not, either. No 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 no. It what 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 was con- I don't know if you heard about this, Morg. Did you? No. Where I, I I watched it the first time, the theater just cut out in the middle of the movie. Oh yeah, I remember that from the last yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Um yeah. Oh I forgot I said that on the podcast. But anyways, yeah, that was um it was interesting, so I finished it. So, anyways. Um, continue. Persona five has Joker, and that's what that segue is brought to you by <laughs> uh, <laughs> brought to you by Joker. His name's his name's like Akira or something. It's fine. Um or Ren, <laughs> Ami, Another Ami, Ami, super uh, anime something. movie. Uh, yeah. So, in the events of the game, the palaces, which are the dungeons of the game, are opening up again for some uh, mm-hmm. mysterious reason. It looks very diabolical. And all the gameplay, of course, is replaced by Muso Combat, which uh, I thought Persona 5 was probably the best turn-based game I've ever played. I don't mind that one bit, because it sounds like a breezier way to play through the story. Unless okay. hardcore... Which is kind of like what you want out of this. It's probably like a fan service sequel. The the stakes are probably mm-hmm. lower. It's probably just an exercise to see the characters again. Um, uh, Scramble was announced for release. Uh, for context, Persona 5 Royal is coming out basically on Halloween in Japan. Um, and mm-hmm. early, not early, but sometime in 2020 for the West. Uh Oh, okay. Scramble was announced so, for February 20th in Japan and has no Western localization announced, but maybe later in 2020? Spitballing here. Wait, wait. So we're talking about this awesome Muso game and we can't even get it. Well, I mean, every all the Muso games come West. Didn't the Gundam one even come West? That was terrible. I haven't, uh, even, heard, I haven't even heard about the Gundam one. Because it was really bad, I hear. Um... Well, that's probably why we've never seen it. Yeah, I mean, like, even if we did get it, and if it was bad, pro- people are probably not going to bring it up. It's probably like Shaq Fu, where everybody's got, like, an internet, like, designated to destroying every physical copy of the game. You're talking about E.T. That's that's the only time it's ever happened. Oh! And it was its own parent company. Oh, bro! <laughs> you should have heard about Shaq Oh, wait, have you seen the Angry Video Game Nerd movie? That's probably... I've I've seen it no. too, but uh, oh wait, oh you haven't? Okay, yeah, you know what? I'm no. I'm gonna recommend it to you because yeah, th- there's like a section where they go to like Area 51 and they find like all of like the discarded and like um, Godforsaken um, ET um, for Atari, I yeah. believe it is. Is it Atari? Yeah, it was an Atari game. It was an Atari game. Yeah, yeah it was basically it was the signal of the first video game crash. Yeah. Oh my god. And hopefully only, hopefully only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until Nintendo saved our console lives. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I feel like anything that is in the EA bin. 
recession overall. So, you know, have fun with that in one to two years. <laughs> oh, now, mm-hmm. if we do get this game, this um, uh, Persona 5 Scramble, now, this is going to be the most important question to be asking, Haru, okay? Now, I want you to a- answer honestly. For Persona 5 Scramble, is the soundtrack going to be acid jazz? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is acid jazz? Oh, it's a subgenre of music that uh, was, you know, it was part of Persona 5, like the first one. Like, there was a lot of it. Oh, okay. So probably, yes. Okay, then yeah, I'm definitely going to buy it. Because, damn, that is such a good genre. Oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of vocal songs. I like jazz. I just have And there's a lot of, like, sort of, uh, almost, almost synthetic sounding, uh, sort of, like, music for the different, uh, shops and areas of the, of the game world in 5. Um, it was more, mm. it was generally good. Um, but yeah, the, there's new compositions for this game, seemingly new vocal compositions as well, and has been doing a ton of new songs for... Royal and the anime and uh, remixes for the dancing game. Uh, <laughs> There's an of. anime for it? I didn't know this. Yeah, they released it. Um, you should just play the game, wow. honestly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, just to conclude about Scramble, I, I really hope that they can secure the, the original voice actors for English um, mm-hmm. if this game gets translated. And I guess I would hope about the story, because you've seen Hyrule Warriors that has, like, Zelda items, quote-unquote. But I'd hope it's not, like, that sort of tokenism gameplay element. Um, and we see sort of the Persona 5 traversal, like, jumping on things in the environment and, like, scaling over buildings and things. Bluink. I would hope... Bluink. I just hope it's, like, meaningful in the way it's integrated into the game and not just, like... Uh, fight a bunch of dudes and oh, click a button and it does something vaguely similar to the to the real game. And obviously, with the story, uh, is a part of that. Uh, I hope it's you know seems meaningful, like meaningful, like they add another, and, and you know uh, maybe the new party member has a, a a nice arc to them, something like that. I actually re- I really liked how you used the items in Hyrule Warriors and stuff and. Got cool weapons and right, but Link it's was throwing like giant pillars. <laughs> I mean, it was a Zelda story and set in that world, right? Like, I mean, yeah, it. That is not how the Legend of Zelda works at all as a series. It's like the lone warrior, you know, helping people as he goes to save the world. But like, th- yeah, that's not how a, a Muso game goes. It's kill a bunch of dudes, take objectives. <laughs> I just like they were completely different game styles. So, I mean, and I haven't played Persona to know other than like its management and dating. And I, that, I mean, I've this is all secondhand to me. But yeah, there's like a schedule um, um, as there is in Scramble. Um, uh, it just with mm-hmm. Hyrule Warriors, just the environments are flat, and that's such a departure from the level design that goes into Zelda games. Like if you see a boulder and you throw a bomb at it, that's not the same as this boulder being placed in the environment on this ledge. And, like, you can't reach it with a bomb, so you have to climb upon another thing or find a way around to find a vantage from which you can throw the bomb and, like, time it so when it's falling, it detonates at the exact right moment that it blows that boulder up. You know what I mean? Yes, that'd be But so then great. there are just the boulders out in the middle of the field also. 
There's both. <laughs> well, sure, but those usually lead to, lead to many dungeons, Garados, and Zelda. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe. All right, maybe well. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we ever get it. Which, you know, I, I, I understand that pain, as all of us are Monster Hunter fans. There's always that sneaking suspicion that we won't get a game. <laughs> it looks pretty ambitious. I'd be surprised if this one didn't come over. Like, it looks like they put a lot yeah. into it. Okay. Um, so, uh, I'm going to talk about um, my Modern Warfare launch event story. And what I mean is, in, I walked into a GameStop not knowing it was the Modern Warfare launch event. Um, <laughs> so... Um, we, so like, I, I live in a, um, I live in a city, uh, a small city here in Ohio and there's one GameStop, uh, but I, uh, and a couple local game stores, uh, and that's it. Right. So if you want to like, uh, like, I'm not that I like GameStop in particular, but certain things like pre-order stuff you get from GameStop, like, uh, the, I got that Sekiro miniature katana letter opener not that i really wanted it but you know it was something for pre-ordering versus nothing for pre-ordering um so we figured out through my amazing mortal kombat 11 shenanigans when i try to pre-order it there if anyone remembers i had a lot of problems with gamestop and their pre-order stuff um the uh The, we go in there to find out. We got a call and said, "Hey, um, you have like forty-two dollars on your account because you never picked up your Mortal Kombat 11, which is some of you may know. I own it on both PS4 and Switch. So I don't know how they gave me forty-two extra dollars because I bought it from them, at least the PS4 version, um, at that midnight launch event, and I'm pretty sure I used the credit that I used, but whatever. Um, so." Uh, we go in there and like there's cars everywhere like why are there so many cars at the GameStop right now it's like an innocuous Thursday night like what is going on maybe everybody else and, got the same message they all got $42 from their Mortal Kombat 11 purchase oh dude no no way there's no that'd way that'd be so funny <laughs> it's like a prank that like some hacker like put on everybody it's like yeah you could receive your 42 dollars everybody's like oh neat and they all go to the GameStop, and then they just like bankrupt it and just like have it just fall apart be like oh my god it's like a rush right the guy so uh I, I go in and um i was like there's something wrong here and i see it on the door modern warfare launch event like like Oh, okay, cool. So I walk into the GameStop, and there's just a line of people, like, getting their pre-orders done. And they're there doing when they do these pre-orders. Because I, I went specifically to the Mortal Kombat one recently at this same store, which is, you know, why I'm here to begin with. Um, the uh, There's a bunch of people lined up, and you have to get like uh, your receipt with a little sticker on it with your number, and that's your number in line and whatnot. But it's like too early it's only like eight o'clock at night the store closes at nine they still have another hour so they're camping out an hour before and this isn't like a big city where it's like oh you know like all these people coming in and i gotta wait like wrap around the line i've been i actually went to uh i think it was black ops midnight release and i participated when i was living in a bigger city dayton uh, in one of those big launch events where everyone was like waiting in a line like all the way through the mall and stuff um but like 
this isn't that. We're too small of a city to do that. Well, they were actually doing a raffle. So there was like 20 boxes with like numbers on them. And like the box could have like a voucher for like a Project Scarlet machine. I'm not even kidding you. It was like this crazy raffles like, hey, we will honor like this thing in the future. You can get like a system or like gift card for like $100. And I was like, why didn't this happen for any other like launch events? And it like I heard people talking like, oh no, this happens for every Call of Duty launch event. And I'm like, is this make me want to pre-order Call of Duty <laughs> so I can have a chance at getting a new system? <laughs> oh, that sounds awful! Like what a gimmick! Oh. Th- this is the problem with with Call of Duty is that they keep trying to sell the same FPS over and over and over again. Like there are certain gimmicks that make it interesting, but I mean, like I don't know what it is. As about someone, it. the story used to play awful. a lot of it. Um, I, I I don't give a damn about the story. Um, Nobody plays it for the story. It's just. I mean, a lot, a lot of people, people do. Did. A lot of people did. <laughs> like a lot of people did. Like a lot. Like the I don't know if they do anymore. Goes, uh, I'm going dark. And turns on his night vision. Yeah. And then people. We played for Kevin Hart. The people say, uh, "I want to go dark too." So they buy <laughs> yeah, and they play the story. <laughs> no, there's there's actual like the Modern Warfare series in particular had like uh like a certain small team that they you know, everyone had names just like Gears of War or something like that. There was a cast of characters. Um, Black Ops had uh, not because so, they jump around in time so much in Black Ops, but uh, they have like a family like this like lineage of dudes that are awesome seal team members or something like there's like their story there and some people enjoy it i don't uh i think it's pretty garbage but um so like i'm in the store and it's just like crazy and it was funny because it was like we're waiting in line my brother and i just to you know handle this 42 dollars situation and see what's going on um and we're just like Standing there, waiting while, like, pre-order for Call of Duty, pre-order for Call of Duty, pre-order for Call of Duty. So we get up to the counter, and, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you're here for Call of Duty? No. You, you called us and talked about this, and, then, like, so we got it straightened out. Uh, basically, they had to refund it all on a gift card instead of letting us, I don't know, cash it out or something because of some policy they made. Which is, you know, great corporate GameStop stuff, which was aggravating at the time. Uh, and it took forever because their machines are crashing because they're processing so many Call of Duty like transactions all across there. So many Call of Duty fans in the line behind you. Oh, dude, it was so funny because like there was a guy standing in line like I were just well once you were done everyone was just sort of hanging out in the store and there was this guy standing there he's a really nice guy actually um, and he was just like hey which one are you getting it for and I'm I was like uh, I'm not getting it and he's like why are you here I'm like like well the they called and a um, gift card and uh, I, m- I might pick up this Nintendo card so that I can play uh, uh, Killer Queen Black or whatever I'm playing for Cyclist. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like just here to to handle this other thing, and like it was just weird. But like the only people there not for um, Call of Duty, and it was just strange. However, this is kind of the same thing that happened at the. Um, monster hunter world iceborne event that gamestop held so during the same night that iceborne launched did anyone else get a physical copy no well or have 
any idea what else released during Iceborne? No, nah, I got the digital copy, so I could get the pre-order right? bonus. Yeah, Borderlands. No, oh, no, wait, Bo- Borderlands no. Three Borderlands came out Three was later. a week later. Yeah, that's right. It it was Gears of War Five, right? That launched... And NBA NBA Two K Nineteen, and it was insane because like I was like, wow. We've made it, guys. There's so many people here for Monster Hunter. And we're, like, towards the back of the line, right? My, my brother and I each getting a copy. And we're just listening. NBA. NBA. Super Special Edition Xbox One with uh, Gears of War 5. NBA. 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 And I'm like, no one here bought Monster Hunter. Well, it's an expansion. <laughs> you can't expect the general populace to be as bought into that. I think it sold around. Iceborne sold... So far, around two and a half million, compared to yeah, yeah, and I mean, yes, right. So, and I, I shouldn't have expected that, right? But it was just like, what else? I didn't pay attention. To what else was le- releasing that day? It's just, just like this is the second time in a row that I've been to this GameStop where I'm there to get the thing that no one else is getting. <laughs> These weebs and their NBA games, and well. I can't blame them. I mean, like, I don't know why sports games on consoles are so popular. I mean, like, all my cousins are, like, big Oilers fans, which is... That's the name of the hockey team that uh, is up in Edmonton. But, um... Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, I... They're such fanboys of, like, the team itself that they will actually go out and they will buy copies of NHL just so that they can all play... As the Oilers. As their team. And so, yeah. And so that they can win um, the Grey Cup at the very end. I'm like, guys, do you think there would be more to life than this and just, you know, playing out of fantasy like that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, what else would there be? And they're like, we could go bar hopping. And I'm like, okay, yeah, well, let's, let's do I, that. Yeah. To, <laughs> to be fair, is it really that different to be slaying digital monsters to them? No, I suppose you're right. I mean, everybody's got to be a hero <laughs> in their own eyes, right? Everybody's got to right. live a fantasy. Well, you I see, mean, in I Monster, love Monster Hunter, Hunter, you can kill things. In sports, you can't kill things. I'm not sure if you're yeah. right. Yeah. Those nerds. I wouldn't I wouldn't look into it too far because soccer has a very high mortality rate compared to other sports. Ah, my ankle! <laughs> yeah, but not... not no, 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 no. Way. Head... Head injuries, head injuries. Yeah, that's the, like sad, <laughs> like, real life way, not like the visceral punching things way. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, the faking stuff. Oh god, it's terrible. I hear. But yeah. uh, anyways, so that's my Modern Warfare launch event story of just like it was weird. I forgot it was God. <laughs> there were so many people there. Um, so yeah. Uh, we got some, uh, speaking of Iceborne, we got some news uh, that we're going to get the PC release in on January 9th. Um, very close to two years uh, after, almost, just shy of two years of uh, the original re- release of Monster Hunter uh, World on uh, consoles. Yeah, it's about two weeks after it would have launched. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they also yeah. said of yeah. the DLC that Rujang and the Resident Evil collaboration were coming out in, Feb- in the following February, early February even, and that mm-hmm. the, the DLC monster that's coming out in December will release early March 
Um, so yeah, there's. So it sounds to me like they're doing what they said they what they were going to do with the PC launch of Monster Hunter World. They're doing everything on the console first, and then picking up and moving everything to PC to do it their way and themselves. Yeah, and it's a lot quicker than uh, we got. I mean, Rajong felt quick, but um, I guess I guess Rajong was releasing, but but it'll be a shortened time from from that first uh, monster to the second DLC monster, and presumably then. I mean, it's about the same timeline. It's about the same timeline from Iceborne to what we got Rajong from them getting Iceborne to them getting Rajong. Well, no, because so, if that were true, the new monster would be coming out like next week or in a couple weeks. But we have to wait till December still. No, no, no. I'm talking about the time frame from when we got Iceborne to when we got Rajong is comparable to when they will get Iceborne and then they get yeah, Rajong. Yeah, the first about one's a month. roughly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, uh, I, I, I know a lot of people are excited about the PC release. Um, I will never play it. I've said this many times. I do not enjoy steam and I enjoy, I avoid steam at all costs. So I won't be playing it on PC, but, uh, how do you guys feel? Are you, are you guys going to pick up? I know, Hari, you mostly just play on PlayStation. Uh, Morg, what about I'm you? I'm definitely more of a PlayStation kind of person. Um, mm. uh, I've, I've had so many issues with Steam in the past. Um, I rarely buy anything on Steam, but if there is like a game that I'm willing to play, I'll usually just get a hard copy of it. Um, mm. But um, yeah, I, I as much as I like... Um, Monster Hunter, and as long as I've been playing it for, which is like more than 10 years, I don't really see too much reason for buying it maybe a second time just so I can play it on my computers, which are like so out of date and like such beat up pieces of junk that they probably wouldn't (laughs) even be able to run the damn game. Oh yeah, Um, need not apply. I mean, Monster Hunter World was uh, supposedly demanding on PC, uh, at launch, and then they released the HD texture pack, and then they released uh, Iceborne, or now they're going to, which is uh, for console, it's like almost three times the size of the of the file, the base game. Yeah. And I think... Hell. Yeah, I think it's more demanding on the base PS4. Well, I mean, with a good PC, this is nothing, right? Like, the the kind of size and and that kind of like of a game like for a good PC, this is like it should be able to run it. You know, running bad or poorly on uh, a lot of machines is a optimization problem with you know that kind of stuff. But the PC landscape is far more complex than consoles. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to worry about so many different like uh, I mean, basically you have to worry about drivers is what it boils down to. Um, and then those drivers, you know, like there's so many you have to handle. You got Intel, AMD, and then you have to not only just handle the processor, but you got to handle the graphics cards, and like even the sound card issues. For sometimes, like there's just so many different variables to a PC launch than there is to a console launch. I can see why, you know, it has optimization problems, but um, the fact that you know Ice Iceborne is a lot bigger than Monster Hunter World, it's like when you're talking about just raw like data, it's you know a drop in the bucket compared to what a PC can handle. I mean, like this is 
people run Warcraft pretty well on their machines, and Warcraft is probably you know quadruple the size that Monster could ever imagine to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, do you mean the MMO or Warcraft? Warcraft. The MMO. Uh, Old Warcraft probably fits inside of the in the town of Astera as far as data. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I think Iceborne, though, is more demanding than the base game, in terms of just, like, the new areas just... and things, so that is something that, uh, if you benchmarked, I guess, with World, uh, probably you'd want to, uh, uh allow for, uh, uh, I think they can comfortably run World to then, uh, probably stock up on Iceborne as well. I, I mean, again, I think it's all optimization issues, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, on Capcom's end to, to handle that. Um, okay, um, so speaking of which, uh, we have a DLC monster uh, coming up in December. Um, so for us first class citizens t- here. <laughs> yeah, for us uh, console I'm players. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not like it's whatever it's been you know it's been a console series since the beginning not that it's bad that people got it on pc but it's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes for against i'm like there's other things that pc has that are so far better like uh i don't know the path of exile port uh we'll be talking about uh path of exile soon for side quest um unapologetically better on pc than any console yeah <laughs> it just depends on the game yeah <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about that game oh my god <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get to that in another podcast tune in side quest um but <laughs> um so we're going to talk about uh our speculation for uh what is the monster coming in december um so morg what is your thought on what the december monster will be okay so um i have three ideas and i'm just going to range them from most likely to something of a surprise that people would not expect to absolutely ludicrous not even going to happen okay so the most likely thing that i'm thinking of based upon now i know that this is speculation there is no real bearing on the the render for fatalis after from the 15th anniversary thing but having seen the skins for it and, you know, having um, seen how Fatalis has played in the past and how it could be, like, reworked and to have, like, better mechanics, better AI, uh, just a better move pool all around. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could... I can easily see Fatalis possibly being on this list as maybe a, a good candidate for being a DLC monster. Um, the next and less likely chance um i was gonna say camellios because that would have been an amazing surprise but with with the elder dragons that we do have like uh valhazak and pretty much completing the trio for kushala and teostra i'm not so sure that we would get camellios even though i desperately would really want that um so how does that complete a trio like what makes that a trio i don't know like they're there, there seem to be like certain elements for um, Valhazak to almost kind of like fit in that system, where Valhazak's stuff um, armor is very susceptible to fire, which is kind of Teostra's specialty. 
Um, Kushala Daura um, typically does like a lot of base damage, and Valhazak's armor is kind of decent for uh, being able to counteract that, or at least you know buffer against it with its passive healing so, so you, and dragon element. So you're kind of talking like typing, typing like a try rock paper scissors with typing. Yeah, like. Okay. Like, anybody who's played all, any of the previous games would know that, like, the, the complete trio was um, Kushala, Daura, Camellios, and Teostra, where each one of them would have, like, specific weapons and armor that would counteract the other. So... Yeah, with specifically windproof that Camellius armor gave against Kushala, Daura, uh, Kushala yeah. is instead of the element typing in which uh, Teostra gave uh, Camellius, and then and then um, I believe Kushala Daura had like heat resistance, or at least it had heat nullification, so you could go in there and just beat something it up. like that. Yeah. And plus Kushala Daura, uh, sorry, uh, Camellios' weapons, uh, poison type element weapons, were really good yeah. back then for weakening Kushala Daura's wind, which a lot of people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we do not get the benefit of the doubt in this game because stupid Dragon Seal had to be a thing. I hate it. I hate it. But um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. But anyways, um, <laughs> what's wrong with Dragon Seal? I mean, it gives it, con- it contextualizes why Dragon I'm... Element is different than the base elements now. It's so stupid. It's the stupidest. I hate it. I just hate it. I miss my poison. I want my poison back. But um, so this is this is all based on Kushala. Yes, entirely. I, no. I hate the Kush Dragon. Okay. He blows. I mean, I don't like that Elder Seal is just on dragon weapons. Yeah. Like, I feel like it should have been on higher-end other elements, but if whatever dragon seals on dragon, it kind of makes sense, too. So, okay. <laughs> it just really hurts when you're fighting Kushala Daura, and there's just nothing but tornadoes, 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 and you can't go anywhere, and he's covered in his aura, and you can't even touch him to begin with. It's like, what are you even supposed to do? And, I don't know. Like, they're not going to change that, but... I would like to see mm. Camellios, for sure. I mean, he had such okay. he had fantastic mechanics. He could turn invisible. He could steal your items with his sticky tongue. And he was constantly poisoning you, reducing your stamina. There, It had so much to offer. And I would very much like to see that in World. But I don't mm. think it's going to happen. Now, for the third... He was... Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the uh, Elder Dragon version of Gypsorus. Yeah, counteroffer more... <laughs> They just add a big ball of felines, and when it hits you, it steals 100 items out of your inventory. And not only your active inventory, it steals it out of your item box, too. Goodbye, (laughs) Elder Dragon Gems. Just deletes them. Goodbye, Stone Now we're getting into Frontier. Goodbye, Now we're getting into Frontier. Oh, man. Back it up. Back it up. Stop with the forecastering Velocidrome. Only slightly more annoying than this weatherman. You, you heard about that, right? Frontier has a Velocidrome that can cast Farcaster on you and just port you out of the fight. Whoa. Oh my god! That is so, like, so funny! <laughs> so like everything in Area yeah. 7 of the Horfrost Reach, basically. <laughs> That's when you know yeah. the devs are trolling you like so hard. It's like, haha, you've been Farcaster, and everybody's like, oh god, no. Why? It's going to <laughs> kill us with the timer! We've never had a monster like this! But no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the third and final one, which is just, this is just me being a dreamer and a fanboy. I want my Dalamadur mm-hmm. or Gogmazios, either one of those. Like, that would be just an amazing thing to have big siege oh, battles wow. back from 4U. Those were so much fun. They have um, that Gogmazios skeleton. They could oh do my it. God. Uh, 
I mean, they they could. Yeah, they do have the Dalmajor skeleton. I mean, they could do in, any in, in of Rotten it. Vale. I can't imagine um, them not giving us like a huge siege boss. I mean, if we were able to have uh, uh, Dr- what was it, Dromungand um, from um, God of War, like like what we've seen from that. I mean, obviously they were capable of being able to handle like a giant snake that was just as much the environment as it was an interactable character. I couldn't couldn't fight it at all. It was entirely a cutscene character. I know. Him. I I know. But I mean, it's not Such. to say that we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't have the meteorites and like the mouth so powerful that he like bores through the ground at you, or like the big shoop doo boop sideways tornadoes that it sweeps across the map, just firing his lasers and stuff. Like I think uh, the closest like, comparison on on the current gen is uh, Sekiro, right? The big snake. Yeah, 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 and that is, that is, uh, that is a snake. I'll, I'll tell you what, <laughs> and that is, it's big. Uh, it's not as big as a Delameter, but it's close. Oh man, it's very close. <laughs> yeah, and like, just those opportunities to be able to like fight a a big battle like that. Um, I, oh, man, I can only dream. I, uh, I don't think that there's a limitation of any manner of getting the snake in there aside from any limitation of any you know monster that they already haven't already put in there uh there is a delameter in the game unfortunately it's just the rotten veil yeah <laughs> that's the map um delameter is one of those monsters so, that has like a unique like skeleton and setup built just for it mm, you know i'd almost question that because Najarella. I almost feel like Delamater, um, like I don't literally, know, maybe. <laughs> literally, the skeleton for Delamater is just a long stick, like just a link of hot dogs. Like anybody could make it. No. Like, you could open up Blender mm, or Price no. as a program. Yeah, just, not, all right, you're, okay, Morg, Morg, you're you're <laughs> you're super simplifying how much it takes to make a monster. How hard is However, it to make a snack? I think modern du jour out there. Your blender telemeter will not be a, a little bit more work like, into that thing. Uh, I think, however, it can be possible. I don't think it's far-fetched to get something like that. It's just going to take a lot of work. I just, I'm not going to discount your, your, your speculation here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did preface this by saying the super ultimate fanboy you didn't believe was going to be in there, too. <laughs> So I don't know. Um, okay. Um, I'd like to see any of those come back, especially Camellius. I think out of those three, uh, Camellius is probably uh, probably one of the better fits. I kind of see this being an Elder Dragon. I mean, yeah. Uh, if you don't, I mean, Namio. That's sort of what the. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that. Yeah, like uh, its skeleton is very similar to the way that Namiel's design is. Like, has anybody else noticed that with the well, long, long neck and sort of the I mean, salamander almost... kind of body, almost. The um, I mean, the elder dragon skeleton is shared across pretty much all elder dragons, well, no, so the, it's already in there. Namiel is using the Gormagala and Nergante skeleton, whereas the older elder dragons have that more upright one. Because um, you can tell because Namiel has a wider stance, and because its ah. wings are much more expressive and fluidly animated. Whereas Teostra, it's just kind of got the static kind of twig-like wings that kind of flap. Could they stiffly. do the same thing with Camellios? I think they probably could. Yeah, I would like for I mean, them it to... is it is four legs with wings, mostly. Yes, there is variations on those skeletons, but... I would like for them to... <laughs> Camellius, is, Camellius is covered. I'm keeping my hopes up. 
I think it would actually benefit from using the new Elder Dragon Skeleton, because wings are, it uses them a lot during the fight, um, and they're very big, a lot like uh, uh, Nutcarkers. Um, mm -hmm. Namiel, like you said. That gives them a little bit more yep. latitude I... to play around with the animation of the wings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, uh, Haru, what are some of, some of your speculation for December? Okay. Um, so I really like the idea of, of course, uh, I'll, I'll keep saying it, Giganox coming back. Uh, okay. I just feel like it, it's lacking. And like you're saying, there's not a lot of poison monsters in the game. And I feel like the Horcross Reach is almost lacking without that sort of uh, cave wyvern archetype. Um, or, you know, I mean, I'm equally as uh, happy with Giganox as, like, a new cave wyvern or, like, a different kind of creepy crawly um, added. Okay. I just think there's a lot they could do with next gen. I'm not sure if the walls are necessarily built to be, like, walked upon. Uh, but Barioth pulls it off, so they could probably work with it. I, I just, I just imagine um, in a world where Haru is the monster designer, uh, like head of monster design, not actually designing the monsters, but approving monsters. Um, that Viper Toby Kadachi came across his decks, he crumpled it up and threw it in the trash and said, "Try it." True. Like, like, like with the. He, everything you described is Viper Toby Gidachi. He's in the caves. He's the environment at all. Uh, I mean, he does interact with the terrain and the fact that the floors and that kind of stuff. Does he bump off the walls? I haven't seen that. But, um, like, yeah, he doesn't interact with it in the same way, but I don't think, see a lot of things interacting with the cave walls. Um, aside from, you know, those specific cave wyverns that you're talking about for sure. It was just like, it was just a funny thought to me. I was like, here's like, you're describing it. I was like, Viper Toby, Viper Toby, Viper Toby. And then you're like, and then, yeah, like that. And, and then I was just like, he completely ignored Viper Toby. Oh, that's it. He just crumpled it up and threw it in the trash. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Giganarchs, they could do a lot with just sort of, uh, like they could sort of as they have with um, Zenogre, they could sort of remake it as a high-tier monster um, and make it yeah. sort of a really fleshed-out, really difficult fight, because Giganox always caught people off guard, but um, if you made it even more powerful, uh, it could be even uh, tougher of a thing. No. Do we even no, yeah. do we even want an even more powerful Giganox? I mean, the fact that it's able to like lay those sacks with like those creepy lich or leech babies the sorry geeky. lich <laughs> the lich it casts it creates little lich babies that cast power the demi liches no um no like uh like those little leech babies that like sap like life from you and then it's of course got like poison the ggs yeah yeah which Gigi's. is an endearing term that some people use for grandma gg <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, like it pops up egg sacs, and it, like, sometimes, like, lays, like, these giant sacs that are, like, made of poison, and if you hit them, they explode into poison gas, and I mean, like, it exudes poison gas from its body, and it fires poison balls, and, like, when it gets angry, its skin changes color, and yes, it becomes super Yes, the answer is yes, hardened. I want this. Like, do like, we And, like, completely changes color to black, and, like, it, it gets, like, super bouncy on you. you yeah. Have to use, like, uh, super armor mm -hmm. attacks. 
But, like, do we need it any harder than that? Like, it's already difficult as is. I mean, just the health and the damage was kind of low uh, once you got okay. to end game in three. Um, yeah, I find it. I find it interesting that you they said they beefed up Zenogers. Zenogers been kind of like on the tier of like Diablos and Rathalos, not like the upper echelon, but like you know the higher tier of what I would call the easier monsters. I think he's always been there, and I don't think that's changed this time. Well, I mean, he's endgame. They gave him a on... bunch of new stuff um, for the guiding lands. The fact that he does like a series above, of like. like like, he does, mm-hmm. like, those weird front flip stomps where he goes, woohoo, and then bam, and right. then goes, woohoo, again, and then smashes you, like, even further into the ground. You're like, what is this wolf doing? Like, bad dog. I, that will, I mean, that to me, I see that more as master rank stuff, right? That's that's just the fact that we're fighting a, a fairly difficult monster in master rank. I, I don't see him too higher up above than what he was. Well, they, um, like, I don't, he likes to stay enraged a lot, which is, like, Ebony Odegaran, which itself is a tier above the no, other three-star monsters. Don't get me wrong. He's harder. I agree with you there. He's definitely harder, and even harder than in one game back with Generations Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still harder in the same you know equivalent G-rank to Master Rank. What I'm saying is, in comparison with other monsters, I think he's still in the same tier. Uh, in comparison to like Rathalos and that kind of stuff, like, I think he's still more on their par instead of like being like uh, Elder Dragons and um, now the Silver and Gold Ian, which are now yeah I would put them up with Elder Dragons before too. It just you know they made it more pronounced this time with the level of gems they draw. Oh, so, um, yeah, guiding lines. Anyway, we we've gotten of course Rajong with the first title update, which kind of came out of left field in terms of what people were expecting they could get. Uh-huh. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, a different kind of fanged beast um, w- with them uh, sort of adding that to the game. It would be kind of strange to leave it as the lone fanged beast. And eh. it's... I mean, they did that to Zenogre for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was kind of the portable things, uh, love child. Yeah. Um, but but I, I don't really think the fanged beast, that, or the, yeah, the fanged beast that we have of the monkeys, they really fit the profile. Or really any of them fit the profile for things that would be a DLC monster for World. So maybe we could see like a new fanged beast that's sort of native to the snow that's or I don't know. Really. Just, so, just playing monkeys so, you can make. So uh Blangonga came across Haru's desk and, <laughs> and Haru picked up that paper and it up the trash. <laughs> I was going to propose something a little bit different, like maybe Copper Blangonga, but I mean, like, I don't know anybody else who's actually caught <laughs> it. And then he fired Morg. He just fired him. That's the brown Blangonga. But, uh, okay. Hey, instead of uh, throwing snow, he throws dirt. <laughs> dirt Blangonga. <laughs> dirt Blangonga. That's, that's, that's so much disrespect. You know, I just, I just love calling up Japan and asking them for uh, dirt on Blangonga. Filthy monkey Jeez. keeps throwing shit at me. Collusion <laughs> Blangonga. Um, yeah, and you know, there's elf dragons in the game, so maybe Gormagala. Um, because mm-hmm. that is one of the last, like, big elder dragon flagships that's not super. It's not just a lot, okay. like Valstrax is a lot. 
And the, yeah, uh, there's a lot to take. There's a lot to take in with 747, our 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 new savior of Elder Dragons. And that was like literally the last <laughs> game too. So I don't, I'm not sure that they would yeah. make that so soon. But Gormagallo was like 2013. Originally came out. I mean, long enough ago. Glavinus came. Like I, <laughs> I wonder how many of those Gormagala weapons would get the boner or design with the little slap on them. It's like uh, here you go. Be like thanks a lot. Oh, uh, half of. Half I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rajong thankfully has its own designs on everything, so that's good. Yeah. But... Poor Brachadios. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Brachadios, those stupid drumsticks. It's like, what? Is... They look like little KFC bits. It, you know, they were. What What had happened is they're like, hey, do you remember that movie that was like really popular in like 2006 called like Drumline? Let's make that. <laughs> 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 really, really hard to get angry at the weapon designs when I can fucking be Elsa and Iceborne. It looks better than the Disney movie. I'm, I'm thinking... With like the, like the ice veil. The Frozen off. 2 coming in theaters this December. Oh now you Beyond. got me thinking of that Excited. stupid meme. You got me thinking of that stupid meme where the, the Teostra theme is like in the background and there's like that kid with the drumsticks going, duh, duh, you know, dancing around with the drumsticks. Anybody else remember that meme? Now it's got no. me thinking of like the Brachadios weapons where he's just got them in his hands and he just takes a bite out of them. He's like, mmm, tastes like chicken. And I'm like, hey, call, calling all NCHs, make it happen. That would actually be hilarious. I'd love to see that. Uh, I don't. I don't think he actually had it in a video, but he he's very good at making memes into animated gifs, like the uh, he, yeah. the newest one with the dancing Rajong. Like I don't even remember. I'd, I'd seen that dance before. I don't remember what it was from. It's, uh, but, it's from uh, Ricardo, the the porn star or stripper meme. I think it was. Yeah, that one. Like um, that's that's where oh, it was okay. from. And that was a pretty good meme. That was a freaking hilarious meme. I love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't even. Yeah, I like I had just seen it the dance before, um, and then of course there's the uh, all sorts of things he started. <laughs> <laughs> the you are already dead with the Nergigante. Like <laughs> that was definitely from uh, JoJo or something like that. Um, it was yeah. from uh, something of the North Star or something like that with the guy. Oh, who Ken was the North Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kenjiro, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all anime stuff that I don't know, but it's it's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love NCH for that. More Muscle Boys. Um, so, Fortran, what was your um, speculation? All right, so I'll, I'll go along with Morg, and I'll do uh, three. And I'm going to go from, uh, in my brain, most likely to, like, backup plan, likely to, this is just what Fortran wants, and <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, so, um, what I see happening in my brain and I feel as likely is a returning monster. Um, I feel that that has been the, 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 the sort of MO of monsters coming post content. Um, and right. Uh, well, yeah, but I can hope for sure. I can hope. (laughs) No, it's, it's fine. Uh, Chloe Teroth, which was unique, but I mean, we, we talked about Lunastra, we got Devil Joe, we got, uh, like some, we got a lot of other things that, you know, are returning monsters. Uh, Gajalaka uh, even... Chieftain, your favorite returning monster of the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, 
that that piece of shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah the Shakalaka King uh, that had a reference in the uh, yeah Rajong and all all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now what I see happening is a returning Elder Dragon. And honestly, my bet my best bet. I'm kind of going along with you, Morg. I see uh, Fatalis coming into this, and the reason why is I also see this being the last thing we get for Iceborne. Yeah. And to end it on the note that ended the original game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, until until G came out, which only introduced, as far as a new monster, in, in Haru's terms, <laughs> without subspecies, a, 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 a non-existing, you know, subspecies monster was uh, Gian Garuga, right? He was the first uh, monster added, aside from Azurwathalos, Pink Rathian, and mm-hmm. all the other subspecies that came in G. Um, like, uh, the... Fatalis is an interesting Elder Dragon because... A lot of people give him flack for being like a traditional European kind of boring dragon, right? But the thing is, he surprises uh, a lot of people every time. Now, in the old game, it was like, okay, we're a bunch of wyverns, and here's like, boom, dragon. Like, it was the first thing like that in the original Monster Hunter. Um, the, uh... <clears throat> the, uh... The, the, the juxtaposition of what Monster Hunter monsters were and then, like, this sort of traditional, um, uh, like, traditional, like, European four-legged winged dragon that we, we know as Elder Dragons now wasn't present. And to see it, like, a lot of people sort of underestimate Fatalis, especially in 4th Gen when he returned. People are like, oh, it's just Fatalis, whatever. Fatalis was freaking tough in 4U. I mean, you guys remember fighting him? Like, even base Fatalis. Oh, like, I remember say... fighting him in free, Freedom Unite, and he was, like, impossible. Like, he would just walk on top of you. Like, he would just walk by you, and he would nick you and kill you. And you're like, what? The, what? the <laughs> snap and drag. That good old snap and drag where he drops in all fours, and he crump, slithers yeah, and he at slithers you like at a snake. You, or... And then he kills you in one hit, and you're like, what happened? <laughs> So I'm going to say, yeah. like, you, you said it surprised, Fatalis surprised a lot of people, and I'll agree it was hard, but it doesn't really do anything that's as interesting as freaking Electrophoresis Dragon. It seems comparatively conventional, um, especially in hindsight, now that we have the whole Elder Dragon archetype. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. He surprised people because, oh, he only does X from the earlier games, right? And then we saw him in 4, and he got some more stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, he was actually harder. I could see Fatalis coming again, and he's got even more stuff. Yeah, he'll definitely have right? new attacks, if they, whatever returning monster they pick. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see him being beefed up a lot more. Um, I will probably always consider, in, in uh, uh, to me personally, uh, Fatalis to being one of the most, you know, at that time, difficult monsters. Um, there was like, a, and I've talked about this several times before, but not to beat the dead horse, but there was a stigma of if you weren't using heavy bow gun against Fatalis at the end of Monster Hunter 1, then you got kicked, right? <laughs> it was not possible with Blade Master weapons, period. Yeah, you couldn't touch <laughs> like, You couldn't touch him at all. I broke that stereotype and we did four great swords and killed them, but whatever. Right. Like, so like 
they're obviously not true, but that was just how powerful he was. And I, that's how that's I still see that with that lens of, it's not like I still was like hey, hold on, this dragon can be rather difficult. Fourth gen drops. I was surprised myself how you know how powerful he was, but it surprised other people more. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I could see that happening again. We hear it's Fatalis. And then people are like, oh, you know, he's so easy, he's so simple. I could see us, us being surprised by what they've done to him to update him. Um, my second pick um, just is another one you meant. Briefly, I wanted to cut in, because we know that December is not mm-hmm. going to be the last title update, because they said there are multiple title updates coming in 2020. So at least two more new monsters, uh, based on what they've said with their sort of... Uh, I don't see that outline. happening right now. I hope I just I hope it's not the leak. Well, I mean, it's what they said too. So I hope like they also said they wouldn't put Monster Hunter on PlayStation years ago. But well, hey, look they where said we are. It like two weeks ago, <laughs> so I think we have to give that a, lend that a little bit more credence in our estimation. I mean, I hold no credence to what they say anymore at all. Like I just don't. Promises are broken all the time by big industrial corporations. Yay! Well, but all right, I don't. I'm not saying this will be the last. Thing they do to Iceborne. However, I don't see, I don't see a lot of monsters coming next year either. Mm-hmm. I see, I see them shifting gears to whatever's next for Monster Hunter, and I don't see that being like. I, you've said several times that's not going to be Monster Hunter Six. I get you, Haru. Yeah. I don't think it will either. But there is something coming. That's right? true. There's something next year. They have the annualized I... release schedule, and I doubt the updates will carry on past like E3 next year. Uh, probably only two or yeah. three more because World only got five itself. Well, and I mean, two of those so, are kind of weird DLC thingies. But, I could see more updates in the vein of like maybe Witcher content, right? But um, even though those are new monsters uh, in a sense, I don't really see them. It's kind of weird. I don't really see them as monster hunter monsters because they're not, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like so i don't i don't give them the same weight and credibility that i would with a monster hunter monster yes the lesson is cool yes behemoth is cool um but uh never will i put them in any sort of uh ranking or anything with a monster hunter monster it's just not the yeah same. we could see player. something of that vein like another crossover with i don't know persona or yeah, whatever I, yeah, I could see that happening, but I'm not sure we're going to get another like full monster drop like they're talking about with Rajong and December. They just use, they right? just reuse the Leshen skeleton, just make it Mister X, so just some guy in a trench coat that you have to like shoot from a distance, and if he like comes up too close too close to you, he just like carts you in one hit, just picks you up, slams you down. Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> okay, so so, so uh, there's your Halloween special. Haru took, Haru took a vacation. And then it was Fortwan sitting at the monster approval decks and desk, and Morg comes in nervously handing his Mister X paper, and then and then Fortwan took his paper, crumbled it up, and said, "I'll get you on my side eventually." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like this joke. This yeah, is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so, the joke about okay. Miyamoto, right? It's the gotta move the rocks out of the, oh, out of the yeah. place your rocks are in the wrong place you're fired <laughs> yeah yeah go back uh, home when you're so... a luminary of game design like i am star fox zero the zenith of video games 
<laughs> Show me your moves. It has to get through. It has to get Do through. Barrel roll. It has to get through. Haru. Uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, my second monster, and I, I, I feel is the backup uh, to Fatalis. I see them doing something more along the lines of Camellius. However, I don't think it'll be Camellius as much as I want that. Um, I think it will be a new monster that is an Elder Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and it, uh, and this is favorable to number one for me, right? So it's a little bit... I would like to see something new over something we, we already had. I love Fatalis, don't get me wrong. But I'm I will always favor towards new content versus um, returning monsters, right? I love returning monsters. Like I say this all the time, I love every monster, even if I didn't like the fight that much. But most of the time, for other other reasons, like Zoro Magdaros is cool as far as the 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 ecology, yeah. what it looks like, that kind of stuff. I that tea the, the that that fight is like pulling teeth for me. I hate it, but. <laughs> That's why I haven't gone back and done it yet. <laughs> well, thank God they've changed but, heavy artillery, so now you're doing a lot more damage this time around. And thank God they didn't make us fight to get his G-rank G armor, or master rank. I'm still going to call it G-rank. I, just, <laughs> I had to accept that. Oh, that's another rank. I have to accept that. That's another thing. I have to expect that at some point... I'm not sure about Zora Magdaros, since it sits in sort of a weird sort of story mission space. But they're going to mm-hmm. add, we have to expect, Zenajiva and the other Elder Dragons back, back into Master Rank at some point. Like, uh, um... Basil no, I, I see that happening. Uh, they already had Seething Basil Geese. I think that they're just straight up replaced by their variants in, in those cases. With Xenojiva, I don't know. They might give it the Zora Magdaros treatment where it's just like, hey, with this update, you can now get the Master Rank Xenojiva Arbor with these tickets, right? Or something Probably. like that. At least Xenojiva, because it's just gone. Like, there's nothing in it. Yeah, no. I agree with you there. Xenojiva needs some Master Rank representation. I will agree with you. There's already a Master Rank monster um, with ATs and Archnabbard Xenojiva. That thing was nuts yeah that thing was bonkers like you had to build like special sets in order to be able to fight that thing and totally Mm. i think i've only beaten so um maybe maybe twice out of 50 attempts that was that was my luck i don't know how many so we already have a water slash lightning monster in in namiele which was cool we've never had a dual element monster quite like Mm -hmm. that um this is what I see happening for this this unnamed new monster is they do another dual element. Um, my best guess, just based on the fact they already did water and fire, or wa- not water and fire, water and lightning, I see an ice and fire. And that sounds weird, but they did it with the Latrion. <laughs> like, that happened. The new, so, the new monster I see them cover. Teodara. It's just like a Kushala Daura and a Teodara. Oh, like the. But I the see them lens. trying to cover the elements. They mingled. In some way. Maybe, maybe one of. Maybe it's ice and water, or maybe it's fire and lightning, or something like that. But something to cover at least one of the other elements, and it be a dual element. Um. Not that we need more fire, and at this point we kind of have an overload of lightning monsters too, which is weird. Mm-hmm. We went from like underrepresentation to over almost overrepresentation. I would say it's probably good right now. We're still missing water. 
Um, <laughs> We're still miss- so, to that missing idea, a lot of water. You, you have like the conflicting elements. I think it could be really cool, but they have to do it mm. right, right? Because mm. if they yeah, just make no, Volcanion to... like a Pokemon and put it into the game, it's going to be lame. <laughs> so like, speaking of which, to... um, I, I just the freaking oh. Durambaros volcano. <laughs> Frontier is amazing. Just looking through some of the variants that came in Frontier. Durambros with volcanoes on his back. Okay. That is literally Anyways. a Pokemon camera up. Um, but yeah, the, just I think they have to make that monster like Namiel in a way that its elements are synergistic and not fighting each other. They yeah. can't make that weird Zenogre thing from Frontier with the ice on one half of its body and the fire on the other half of its body. Because I think it looks look fucking ridiculous, right? It's like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Oh no! Oh, and even um, the Tigrex even thing? go to far as that uh, like yeah. had all the crystals on its body, and then like they would change shape or whatever, and then it would like utilize a different element and different attacks. That thing was like freaky deaky. Yeah, I don't think they'll bring that in. I, I that'd be so funny if they did. Though. Um, so that that is my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more far fetched. Uh, but um, I see. If you boil it down, I see a new elder more likely. That's the base of it. A new elder more likely. Uh, the dual element and that stuff, that's, that's my own hopeful, hopefulness put in because Namiele is such a cool monster. Just a really late um, straggler got shaken loose by Shervishwalda. Mm-hmm. He's like he's a very <laughs> slow flyer. It took a while to get here. <laughs> um, so then the last one, and this is the pure speculation it's never going to happen um and it's weird because like i say uh i i i prefer to have something new over something old however there is one exception to that where i want frontier monsters and my number one pick or number like could be either or is a kurabashima or espinus these are two monsters that i have always wanted to fight so this is like, I would love to fight these because I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to play it on a VPN and I think Frontier's already dead anyways. I don't think you even can play it's, it. So it's free to so, play until it, until it ends in December. Right. So yeah, I, I, but like it's, it's hard with language, language barriers and that kind of stuff. As much as, as I would like to, I just don't have the patience or, <laughs> or, any, or even the time to try to figure that out right now. So I would love to uh, fight Akira Vashima and Espinus. And I'll go into a little bit of detail in case listeners don't know what these two monsters are. Uh, Akira Vashima is a desert-dwelling scorpion that is about the size of Diablos that has crystals for a tail that shoots um, a spray out of its tail for like a, a line sort of breath. Imagine like uh, the coral puke puke that's water jets um, when it sweeps back and forth. Um and crystals on its claws, and a really just cool-looking scorpion monster. Um, I love seeing the more insectile monsters like uh, Nersella, or you just you just different skeletons in general. Like uh, Nazarella was really cool to me in fourth generation, where he was a snake. Um, you know, like Nersella was the spider. We got uh, Celtus Queen, which was supposed to be a bug that with four legs, but whatever. Um, you know, like this kind of, like really off the wall, like more uh, different instead of like the wy- wyverns and the dragons, and you know we we've had 
mammalian ones for a while now. Uh, second gen introduced the Primitus, or now fanged beasts, uh, which are, you know, Rajong, Blenganga, and Kangalala. So I'd like to see a Kuravashima or something like that. The other one, Espinus, is actually a flying wyvern, so it's actually already in sort of the skeletal structure. But Espinus is like a Rathalos, kind of, uh, in the way that it attacks and that kind of stuff. Um, it looks it looks beefier, but it's all green and it has red spines, like red, like uh, really like bright red spines uh, everywhere, just like a Rathalos has spikes. Um, and a big spike on its nose. Um, because it's Espinus, which is the women under the rose, uh, it's supposed to be like a Spanish play, like try. Um, so it's a, it's like the green stem and the red thorns of a rose and it's a poison wyvern. Uh, and it shoots poison balls and that kind of stuff. And it sprays like a poison fire. Uh, so I've always felt that that was a really cool monster and I just wanted to fight it. Um, you know, so yeah. if they want to like integrate espinus into worlds like sort of graphical style go ahead because that thing uh would be difficult <laughs> oh yeah no not, doubt not be visually visually incong- incongruous with the rest of the game well i mean yeah it's it came from when frontier was based off of gen 2 so yeah it's it's gonna need an update um i think even akura vishima is a really blocky like that um so yeah, those are those are our um, speculations. Um, we're just gonna finish this out with some of what we've been playing. Um, for me, it's just been Monster Hunter, um, so it's gonna be really really quick for what I've been playing. Um, I have just been clearing optionals mostly. Um, Haru's been playing with me quite a bit. Also, uh, we played together for like what three hours today, uh, something close to that, maybe even longer. Yeah, I think uh, I came in Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe, maybe you weren't there as long. Um, but it felt like a long time because <laughs> we, we, we got out of work pretty early and my brother and I started playing. Um, I have been tirelessly tracking down all that rare endemic life. Uh, I'm happy to say that I have done all the achievement-based uh, endemic life. Oh. I've got the jellyfish. Uh, I've got the golden macaque. Um, I got... All the uh, a moly in every area, including one rare moly, which it doesn't say that in the achievement, but you need to get one of the rare ones. I ended up getting the fluffy moly, which is the rare one from the Coral Highlands. Holy moly! Um, Dang. So yeah, so I spent, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. I spent a total of five dedicated hours to finding the fluffy moly in game time. <laughs> that was tough. Did you get a gold crown um, for it? No. You have to uh, order the uh, mole enchilada at the uh, canteen. However, to make sure it's I do have <laughs> I do have a gold crown large mole, just a normal mole. Now you got me picturing um, like Taco Bell doing like some sort of like an endorsement for Monster Hunter, where it's like, no, you can buy a new burrito and you can get yourself the mole polito or whatever. And stuff like, I, I I don't know some <laughs> stupid gimmick like. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're lucky, uh, it'll but have yeah, an entire so found... plastic fork inside of it, so you can just <laughs> choke to death and not suffer this reality so any I... longer. <laughs> well, there wouldn't be a fork because it would be melted by the hot sauce. Lava hot uh... sauce. Um... Super spicy. <laughs> so, anyways, I got the moly. We're working on optionals. I think uh, we cleared all the way up through M3, so I'm getting uh, M4 done. 
and working on raising up my volcanic guiding lands to max so that I can finish my Rajong charge blade. That's it. That's what I've been doing. Um, Morg, what about you? What are you I've actually, playing? Yeah, lately? I've actually been focusing a lot on Monster Hunter um, for um, just a couple of reasons. Like, I've been building a lot of these stupid meme builds that are really fun. Um, one <laughs> of them being, it's a Frostcraft build where you take heavy bowgun and all you do is clutch claw attacks on the monster's face. That's it. That's the whole build. You just go, you grapple onto the monster, you use your tenderizing attack, and you do like 700 damage. A pop. And you kill monsters in like five minutes. It's so funny playing that style. I love it. Sounds like uh, Aerial Greatsword. <laughs> Just up and down, <laughs> up and down, up and down. Pretty much. Oh my god. I, uh... I really hate, I really hate that kind of build, <laughs> like, oh, man. I have always hated the sort of cheese builds, because I'm always like, I'm going to fight this mono e mono hunter versus monster, and it's going to be a knock em, drag em out, 20 minute fight, and that's the way I like it. Like, I, I'm like the old man, get off my lawn, monster hunter <laughs> player. I love like, to- <laughs> Back in my day... <laughs> People came in with a lance and we had to poke it in the head continuously to do crap like that. And it took 45 minutes! And then the cats came and they gave us anime superpowers and we were flipping and flying and a a depth... Whatever the fuck you do with a lance with a depth style. Oh yeah, uh, adept guard, I think this, yeah. I have no idea. Which is really funny that you would say that about lance because I was able to beat the lance... Oh, sorry, I was able to beat the, the gold rathian with a lance, it was Narkakuga with the, um, what is it, Master t- uh, Master's Touch meta set that everybody's been running around with. I went in, I, I, mm-hmm. I went in for the event quest, beat the Brute Tigrex, got the chest plate and everything, got all the tail parts, whatever that I needed. Went in there, fought Gold Rathian for the, for the first time in somebody else's, like, um, uh, investigation, didn't die once, beat it. And then for the Silver Rathlos, I went in there and just popped it in the head a couple of times with, uh, that that stupid meme build that I made, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been really really fun. I mean, I still need to get to MR one hundred so I can fight Ruiner Nergigante, and so I can unlock more um, more stuff of the Guiding Lands, and so then I eventually can get access to Gold Rathian and Silver Rathian. Yeah, but um, it's it's going pretty well, and um, I may even go back and fight Behemoth just to help people out, maybe get some more of those. Um, awesome weapon decorations and stuff like that. Oh, dude, I got the achievement for that, and I'm done. I don't. I'm not helping anyone else. Like I'm. Just... <laughs> Have you done it sixty times? I will help people yet, that. Look. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Let me clarify. If you're a listener, we have a Discord, um, and I'll put it up on Twitter again. I'm okay hunting with people who are lower than me and having a good time. However, just helping randos, I don't do. Like, <laughs> I did it for the achievement, and I was out. Like, <laughs> I help randos all the I'm, time. I mean, I've got nobody to play with, which makes me kind of sad. But using my meme builds to flex on other people, that that it's so rewarding. <laughs> yeah, well, if you can, Morg, I try to hunt... A lot, although it's mostly evenings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Haru, what have you been playing? So, I started playing one game and one game only. Uh, it's the only game you need, really. It's, um... Rage! Started, outside of Monster Hunter, yeah, obviously, Monster. right? Uh, I started replaying yeah. The Last of Us, and I was going from 
basically the beginning of the game in Boston uh, through the summer uh, uh, arc of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just reminded me things that I'd forgotten about the game, even just the gameplay structure. I remember the story, of course. Um, yeah, it's hard to forget that story. Honestly. Yeah. It's hard and, to forget uh, the clickers. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 not quite. Yeah. Getting there. Um, it was creepy. So, j- just elements of the gameplay and the level design that I think I was discounting in my memory of the game. Um, of uh-huh. course, it's sort of like uh, survival sur- survival horror styled. So you have to scrounge around for yeah. in the environments for resources, or else you're stuck punching people and running from gunfire. My favorite genre. I love that style of play. Yeah, it's 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 huh. pretty nice for like lending the environments meaning just on a base level, but um, yeah, man, I just really liked the level design, um, just in the Pittsburgh chapter, because you'll have to there's that famous I'm oft mocked uh, element of Ellie can't swim, so you have to find the um, pallets that float on the water and like ferry her around. But I was going down this like street that like some like curved down and submerged into a flooded street and then got blocked off at the end. And you have to like cross mm-hmm. over onto this like sort of raised like Venice Island hotel on the right side of it. But it's mm-hmm. too high for you to climb up, and Ellie can't swim over there, of course. So you have to do the pallet trick, and you get, and you, you she brings down a ladder, and you climb. Uh, yeah, no, she brings a board and spans a gap. Then you have to find a way to get to the other side of the board to cross the street. So you swim through the um, ba- open back end, half flooded uh, of a semi truck, crashed into this uh, storefront, and you get out there at like a stairwell, and you go up the stairwell into this coffee shop, and you kind of climb around the crumbled floor uh, to get onto the up onto the back of the semi truck where the board has been placed, and cross the board onto the eventual objective. And it's just this really interesting, of course, beautiful uh, levels and the design of them that I just, I really love that because that's what Zelda games always had. And I just really enjoy um, environments that you have to explore, not just in a uh, horizontal way, but in a vertical way and um, just intellectually to find your way through them, not just like going from point A to point B on a map, you know? Yeah, those full three-dimensional environmental puzzles yeah that are what's the word i'm looking for that uh, i can describe uh, that uh, they, they're like the full aspect of the environment that you can really interact with that you have to interact with in order to be able to progress further yeah so like banjo kazooie yeah 3d platformers do have an element of that i'd say super mario sunshine um Definitely yeah. had elements. Yeah, that, that, so that's the more of the style that I like. The Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie, the, 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 that kind of game. Forge uh, 1! There's I, a game you would love so much. It's called Croc 2! And it came out like a million years ago, and I have not been able to find a copy what? of it. And Croc? Croc 2, yeah! It, the second one. Yeah, I, I never played it's it. It's so fun. It, yeah. it was, that was a game for my childhood. People, go out and find so, it. Find it for me. <laughs> um so i i actually i think i know where one is that game store i hang out on on wednesdays but uh uh i'll, I'll look um but 
Haru, so I've played uh, The Last of Us, and I played it when I first got my PS4, so we're talking 2014, maybe 13. Uh, No, 2014. I I remember now. Um, Early 2014. So, um, the... I didn't remember anything you're talking about the ferrying her across stuff. <laughs> Maybe I need to replay it, but uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, so like the you like the just the exploring the environment part of it because to me I felt that was a super linear game and just that was just my impression when I played. Well, I mean, it. I think linear versus whatever open world is a really simplistic way to look at it. Because even if it is linear in a sequence, you still have to explore well, the individual environments you're in at the moment to find to find the path forward. Um, and there are puzzles sure. like the the ladder finding. But I, but I wasn't. Things. I wasn't juxtaposing it to open world. I just. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel it was very like I didn't. I, maybe it made me uncomfortable to explore because it would be a clicker there. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> darker. Um, like often infected areas of the game that are meant to be unnerving and sort of horror-esque, uh, which I actually like mm-hmm. in this sort of adventure game uh, with survival elements because it is the stakes and the tension in this game is always very real. And because you're not constantly expecting to be scared in like a dark, creepy monster dinner horror game like Resident Evil 7, I feel like it, it right. lends the, the slight elements of horror a little bit more weight because um, mm-hmm. they do this chapter in that same hotel where you'll g- go down this hallway and you'll see just a clicker or a, like you'll see a shadow running at, away from you, unlike these zombies that normally charge towards you. And they'll see like clung, 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 or like strange metal noises in the distance. And just things to just creep you out in this chapter. It's like they really pull out all the stuff to just bug me. Um, right. Me in particular. So yeah, I, I feel like um, and like Zelda dungeons are linear too, but I feel like what has better level design than a Zelda dungeon? Because um, you know what, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with you, but I don't, I don't have an answer either. <laughs> you know I mean, that it, does raise a very good point. I I can't think of any sort of a game that actually has better dungeon design than Legend of Zelda games because. <laughs> Well, I can remember Majora's Mask, well, I and think... that was like, holy crap, this is so oh, complicated. Yeah. How are you supposed to get all the fairies? Um, oh, man. Well, I will say that that's... that's. I think Zelda could possibly be, you know, the epitome of level design for that kind of game, though. Because, like, I feel that level design in some other games are immaculate, right? Um that have nothing to do and are entirely different purposes of level design. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges. For instance, Doom 2. Doom 2 is lauded as having extremely good map design. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why it's, you know, a lot of it, the original Doom 2 is very replayable for a lot of people who played it and enjoy it, and myself included. But I wouldn't compare it to Zelda in the same sense, because they're going for different things. So, mm-hmm, <laughs> like, right. entirely different well, yeah, things. yeah, Doom 2, all the uh, gameplay is combat, unless I'm missing some puzzle element to it. Uh, yeah. And there's, oh, there's a lot of puzzle rooms elements to it. Where you find guns and things. Well, uh, you have to get, well, like, card you, keys, no. and then there are, like, certain obstacles where you have to, like, um, you have to, like, run at a certain pace, and then you have to jump at it exactly the right time. 
if you can jump. I oh, it's platforming. Can you jump no. on the original one? I can't remember. No, there's no jumping. So it's platforming with speed. That's right. It's momentum based yeah. platforming. So, uh, otherwise yeah, you fall into these pools of for... poison and then you just die and then you're like, oh great, well what do I do now? As seen in map, uh, I think it's twenty, the chasm. Yeah. No That's thanks. So annoying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but what I'm saying is like, I, I can't think like, I don't, I it's an interesting thought to me to say like Zelda has like the best level design. I was like, but that kind of is a weird question because there's different kinds of level designs that want to go for different things. Um, well, I think I'm talking about level design that actually relies on the environments themselves and you exploring them and interacting with them, because that's that big element in Zelda that not a lot of series, not a lot of other series have, is the items you get mm-hmm. that lets you, let you interact with elements of the environment um, and combine them together to solve these puzzles, environmental puzzles, not just like the witness, I'm going to do a little square thing puzzle. No, 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 yeah, no, no definitely not that. Um so, like, uh, some other games I would throw out there, and this this is just for the sake of discussion, right? I'm not going to say they're better or worse or anything. Uh, Doom 2, mm-hmm. right? Um, that has some great level design as far as, you're right, combat, but also puzzles. Um, getting through the level. Getting through the level alive and healthy to make it through the next level. Um, the final boss is even a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, essentially. Um, the... Uh, uh, another one is Oddworld. If you ever played uh, Oddworld, and I would say the top of the the uh, games for Oddworld as far as level design goes is uh, Abe's Exodus mm. or Soulstorm Brew, which is the remake coming out. Um, it's the second game in the series. Um, that is immaculate level design based on screen 2D uh, thing where you have to solve a puzzle, how to get out the room, and possibly save every Mudokin along is the way. Is that the game where you um, play as a blue person that is about to get, like, cannibalized by, like, these corporation of, like, these strange, like, whatever? Yes. You're like a slave, but then they're, like, trying to turn you into food? I remember that game. Yep. Made by the ludicrously luscious Lorne Lanning, as the Game Grumps have called him. Uh <laughs> that was a good game. Uh, that was a very good game. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of games that that pull into different uh, like game, de- you know, like level design for different reasons. But I can't think of what Zelda does uh, any better than Zelda. And I think the comparable stuff is Banjo Kazooie and that kind of thing, where it is the sort of like, but they're far more. Uh, item based than than Zelda is right. So Zelda, you have tools you interact with the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like Mario sixty four, Banjo Kazooie. It's all mission based. So it's like, hey, uh, I need the jiggy. So throw the oranges on these orange pads, and I'll trick you by standing on the orange pad and moving. Far more simple, right? But <clears throat> I, I think well, that's also an early puzzle in the game, anyways. But. It, is an interesting thought because, like, I know you don't like the uh, the newest mm. one, Breath of the Wild, as much because um, it, it kind of suffered from having all the different shrines versus the immaculate long sort of ensembles that uh, dungeons were in Zelda. Um, how do you feel about the 2D Zeldas? Uh, 2D Zeldas, they sort of, the dungeons are all tile based, right? Um, so I just don't think you get that yeah. complexity. 
you get from proper Zelda dungeons. Um, it sort of feels like a Pokemon dungeon or a Pokemon gym uh, in a more complex way because uh-huh. you have more tool sets and it's not just like whatever you find in the gym is what you can interact with because you're just walking around as a Pokemon trainer. But right. yeah, um, 2D Zeldas. I'm so excited for Some of them can be fun, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to. Like, there's a lot of things like teleportation things and uh, yeah. switches you step on, and like a lot of rooms you'll go into, and you'll just have to fight, and the door will open. And the, the recent yeah, ones... Yeah, yeah, you're, you're using a lot of similar elements with slight variations. The recent right. ones were pretty bad. Like, the the last, like, new what, Zelda was, like, Spirit Tracks. And, like, the whole DS ones were pretty uh, limited because they were all flat, the dungeons. And they had that top-down perspective. Mm-hmm. And you can only jump off of these lame little ledges, so there wasn't any sort of element of climbing what things about... in the environment. I heard a lot of people... Now, granted, I didn't... Pl- I... I like Zelda, right? But I tend to stick to the 3D ones, anyways, because um, I like I've only really ever played to completion: um, Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, and um, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Oh, and Wind Waker. I played Wind Waker, um, so I've not had much experience with the series. I like it, but it, you know, it's certainly not my favorite. Um, but what about? There was the 2D Zelda that was supposed to be uh, the sequel to Link of the Past where you went to the walls. Do you like that one? Because that one sounds like it had a lot of a lot of people praised its level design. Yeah, well, gamers talking about level design is, uh, you know, depending on the speaker. It, it had that same problem, because like, when you went into the walls, you could only move around at your level on the walls, so there was no element of verticality to it. So it was just essentially just like infinite sidling along the walls. Um... It was cool okay. when you used it to like. I mean, I can't say here or there. It was cool when you used it to avoid it. like, like essentially thwomps, like big moving obstacles that occupy 3D space, and you can go behind them by only mm-hmm. being in 2D space and like avoid them like that. That's sort of a mechanic okay. that's been taken from Vivian's power and and uh, Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. Um, sure. Yeah. So. Um. I, I, again, it's the tile problem of, of like there's just a lot a very kind of simplistic elements to these dungeons, and like sure uh, it'll be more like people always sort of um, stereotype Zelda as like you get the item, you use the item, you win, but that is sort of what you find in two D Zelda. Oh yeah, link the fucking link link between a link between worlds. The problem in it yeah was that's the name of it. There was no dungeon order. So you go in every dungeon, and it uses literally one item, and the puzzles are no harder or easier than the last dungeon you've been in. And Right, because it was just to be non-linear. That was their big yeah, stick on that. Non-linear it ruined the level design, because you never had to learn anything to combine the items you're using together to solve more complex puzzles. Um, okay. It, like, you can do everything that's in the different order... But guess what? You're playing a Zelda game to play to the end. You have to do every dungeon to get to the end anyway. Um, so it's the same content, just rearranged. And the content is worse because it's less complex and doesn't ask you as many questions as a player and as a problem solver. Um, mm. But anyway, uh, back okay. to The Last of Us. One, I mean, I feel like that was a good 
side discussion on level design because right that's the biggest thing you like about this right and right i just didn't see i that. just gotta i gotta close this I, up for our viewers um sure so you, you were comparing it to 3d platformers which is an interesting comparison and zelda is mm-hmm. this way as well i like taking out the jump button because it adds an element where you have to interact with the environment um you can't just jump a gap you have to like interact with it to find a way over that gap like walking over it or like sort of climbing over uh, ledges like you can do in Zelda. And here as well, yeah. you can climb up to small ledges, but you can't just, like, scale the side of a building like fucking Spider-Man. <clears throat> um, right. And, and that groundedness adds... adds It makes you interact more with the world, um, which I like. So, uh, on to another note. Um, uh, the Last of Us is a very combat-heavy game, uh, in addition to these puzzle elements... You'll have moments of downtime, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of combat encounters in each of the chapters, in each of the locations. Um, so I like what they did to break it up, uh, which is, of course, the dialogue between the uh, dual protagonists, Joel and Ellie, um, as well as different sort of scripted events that um, come into play uh, during different parts of the game. Uh, such as mm-hmm. in Boston, you'll go through this little uh, shantytown market and you'll see like a fighting ring and uh, people selling dogs for dog meat and a, and a, like a a cart where people are are waiting in line for these rats that they're grilling um, <laughs> to feed the people <laughs> and they're like uh, debating over like hey you're going to take my rat you better not cut I've been waiting an hour half hour for this rat <laughs> Damn now you got me thinking, what was that Sylvester Stallone movie where he's, like, an 80s cop that's, like, cryogenically suspended, and then he, like, wakes up in the future, and then, like, there's, like, people eating... Demolition Man. Is that the one where the people are eating rat burgers? Yeah, it's Demolition Man, and Taco Bell won the food wars, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, Um, Wesley Snipes is, like, also from the future, Uh, and he's going back to get him. Yeah, Yeah. oh my god. Yeah, it's Demolition Man. But even... Demolition. I love like, that part where he's like, yeah. rat burger. <laughs> he just goes to eat it. He's like, mm, that's not bad. <laughs> so, um, even after the encounter design, there's some really interesting stuff. Like, in Pittsburgh, the sort of uh, 34th chapter of the game, um, you mm-hmm. will run into these... Like, normally you're stealthing through these enemy encampments, right? But this yeah. uh, chapter folds out where you go into this building complex and this Humvee with a minigun on the back drives up that this antagonistic faction of raiders uh, has been operating. People get out of the Humvee and start roaming around like normal mobs, but you have to stealth um, because out, out, essentially at the front entrance of this building onto this main street, if you get detected, you'll have this gun placed on you, so it changes the environment completely, and you have to hide behind things and like really uh, emphasize stealth to, uh, to avoid just getting shredded by this thing. And elements like that sort of make the world feel alive for me. Um, not just in combat, but there, uh, it, there's a bunch of different examples. It's hard to give. Um, just like different sort of contextual events that will change up the context or like make it feel like more than just a video game level. Make it feel like um, the characters are existing in this world and you're like... Uh, it's like it's like a live thing, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not just like a, a program. Like you're, like you're actually participating in like a live interaction between like what is going on with these characters, and even the slightest mistake will impact the consequences, like the end result, of whether or not they make it out alive. 
yeah, I'm, okay. I, I wouldn't say there's an illusion of choice um, in, in the in the sort of Telltale game sense, but yeah, there is sort of um, by 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 making hey, you my, go through this high stakes. My game, Batman was a good Batman, and by <laughs> by making the world feel alive in these little moments, um, it does increase your attachment to the characters, and it does make you want to like uh, white knuckle and like succeed in the in the gameplay so you can protect them. I mean, okay. like, when you press start to respawn, I mean, it does kind of eliminate the immersion. But, but, it's, you know, yeah. Last of Us is still quite an excellent game. Nonetheless. Okay. Oh, yeah, the I, sequel got I delayed mean, to May. Played... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That happened this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I enjoyed the game when I played it, but... Um... To me, it kind of fell in under the same category of like uh, Nathan Drake Uncharted, um, that kind of game where I was oh, just like, well, I mean, it's the same company, dude, right? Do 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 do. No, the controls are like way worse in um, um, in the Nathan Drake game. So, like, oh my god, like just climbing up a cliff, like there's like a seventy five percent chance that you're just gonna fall off, or like, like the the controls like are either like completely unresponsive well, I, at the time or like they'll just act on their own and you're like i didn't do that why nathan why did you die? right they tried to make it more cinematic they tried to make it more like an action movie and they did that on purpose that i played uh uncharted one through three i never played four mm-hmm. and then i played the last of us but uh I, it's interesting to hear it right because like a lot of people i know love these games right uh naughty dog you know does some really great stuff but I just never, it never clicked with me. Uh huh. Uh, clickers. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, uh, like, I finished it. Uh, and, and I'm going to be honest, like, uh, what used to happen when I played these games, particularly story games like this, um, it wasn't just me playing. It was me and, at the time, my wife, uh, sort of like backseat gaming and us talking about the story as it goes, which was fine for me at that time, but it also kind of hindered my experience because I wasn't always able to do everything I wanted to do. <laughs> like, I would try, and then she'd be like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I'm like well, I'm trying to go over here. Well, like, just stick to the, you know, like, having a, a, like, a second, it's like having a second head, and you're an Etten, and you're both trying to play the game at the same time. It's just like, eh. <laughs> um, so I didn't have a lot of good experiences with either series. I mean, I mean, uh, Uncharted... I think largely because of that. Yeah, I mean, like, Uncharted does have, like, some pretty scary bad guys at the very end. Like, there's, like, that one guy who just will not die unless you, like, shotgun the cr- like crap out of him and throw grenades. I think that was, like, number two, Uncharted, number two, where... Uh, yeah, Zarovich. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, Zarovich. Yeah, on the boat. Yeah. Stop me! Or, yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? Um, but like, and then there's like, I think the guy from number three, where you think you've killed him off like three times, and like you're trying to escape. Like, I think it's what is it, Shangri-La? I can't remember where what it was in Uncharted Three. But uh, like, Aram of the Pillars. Yeah, I think that was the one. But like, it, it was crazy. Like the guy just wouldn't die, and you're like, you're like punching him in the face, and you're like kick him on, kick him off of the side of a cliff, and like somehow he just comes back again, and you're like. I dealt with you like five minutes ago. I forget like, the oh, boss battle. It's like he's the protagonist the or was. something. Because I remember there's the old lady and the British guy. and uh... It's like you give recurring villains a bad name. <laughs> um, I will say, though, that Uncharted 4, um, compared to the other games, uh, Uncharted games, 
is very fluid, um, traversal in combat. I did not enjoy really combat in the Uncharted games, uh, one trilogy at least. I just kind of like like to finish them for the, to see what happened in the story, and it was very much an Indiana Jones type of experience. But four, I actually yeah. really love playing four. I replayed a bunch of chapters. It's great. And The Last of Us, yeah, I never played I'm uh, I'm enjoying as well. Uh, although I imagine the sequel will uh, smooth out some sort of uh, right. And I guess this elements. comes on the back of it. Also got delayed, but I think for good reasons. They wanted to. Uh, they wanted to polish it up more, which is always mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's not a dog. It's kind of even for the for the time they were always making like super like uh, crowning achievements in animation. I would say right. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I think that's it for tonight, guys. So thanks for tuning in. Um, this is Fortuan at Hunter's Hub Pod. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter there, and you'll probably see me trying to tweet Monster Hunter stuff sometimes. Like, I don't know. I'm bad at recording my gameplay when it's really super cool, but I try. <laughs> um, like, Haru pulled off something really cool today, and then I followed it up, uh, and then, I don't know if Haru will have that up or not. But I tried to record it, too, and I couldn't figure it out. So Yeah, I think it was, like, countered, like, a Vulcana tail yeah, you countered spike. you countered a Volcana um, stab, and then I, cutting off its tail. Oh, wow! Yeah, and then Fortune hit it with a charge blade and knocked it into Elder Seal, and it stumbled back, and the ice shattered off its body, and it went into a down state. Okay, that is yep. sick. A one-two combo. Yeah, we sort of ping ponged it. It was literally like in the span of a fun. second. It was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you might see some of that. Um, also, uh, I have a Patreon if you guys are interested. Just a little tip jar. Uh, that's just Fortuan at Patreon. And uh, I will catch you guys next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Haru? Um, I'm at Kane's Dead Gran on Twitter. I am pulling it up right now to remember what I was tweeting about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just re- been retweeting a lot of lovely art. Spoilers, if you haven't finished Iceborne, but you know. We're all here. Um, uh, just there's a bunch of lovely artists doing like the elder dragons and uh, a bunch of stuff like the art book that are happening in Monster Hunter, uh, and that's about me. Okay, and Morg, what about oh, you? You guys can always find me on my YouTube channel, Morg Daddy. You just have to look for it there, and hopefully the algorithm will be kind to me and uh, you know give me some charity. You know that'd be really nice. But uh, yeah. Subscriber count's always growing. And then, um, of course, you can always check me out on Twitter um, at uh, MorganHay3. Um, usually I'm just retweeting a lot of uh, stuff that uh, other people have uh, shown me that I really like, I'm interested in, whether it be art or funny memes or uh, puppy videos or cats, whatever. Um, yeah, usually I'll, I'll get into, you know, some stuff on Twitter that's usually pretty inspired. But, um, yeah, uh, mostly I'm just... In it for the YouTube game, just for the fun of it. Yep. It's a way to do it. For the fun. Mm. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next quest. 